Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning. It is the first Sunday morning in the Word for this year. I'm on a date of 2018. We are delighted to be on Sunday morning in the Word. And now we've dedicated these lessons as advanced. <clears throat> in particular, I'm excited because the Holy Spirit dropped the word and confirmed the word. But I know it's going to take me a little bit of time to promote. So I'm going to use two Sundays to um, to go over this topic. And I pray that you are blessed by it. Now let me say this. This particular lessons, these sets of lessons for the remainder of the year on Sunday are designed for people who are already established in the Word of God, people who want a deeper knowledge of the Word of God. These are for, for people that have been set to appreciate the things of God. So... um. It will not be, uh, if you will, a cookie-cutter uh, teaching. It's going to be quite in-depth and quite advanced. So as for your prayers, as we continue to build upon the Word of God and as we explore these teachings, I'm, I'm going to use some foundational notes to help us. And um, we'll go from there. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I got all my notes together. I'm going to write one point, and we're going to get started. Wait for a confirmation to let, <clears throat> to let me know that I can be heard clearly. Um, let me say this, too. And I know I sound like I'm rambling, but I'm not. Um, if you don't have a notebook, please get a notebook specifically for Sunday morning in the Word. We are also on the air on Thursday nights at 11.30. And then on um, Friday nights, Selena is on for nights of or moments of enlightenment. And um, it's going to be a great teaching for that. Amen. So I'm excited. We're going to go to several scriptures today, and hopefully I'll get through the first three points, and then we'll pick them up next week. Amen. So you're going to need your notebooks. Give me one second. Amen. Can I get that confirmation? All right. Praise the Lord. Well, let's pray, pray and not delay. We only have a little bit of time anyway. Let's, uh, let's pray. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. It's our first one of the year. 
and I'm excited. I am completely excited. All right, let's pray and not delay. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, knowing that this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad. Thanking you for another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. It is the authority of your word that gives me confidence to make boldly known the mysteries of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. I do lean and depend on the Holy Spirit as that educator and guide to give me clear articulation of speech and thought as I make manifold known the wisdom of God. Holy Spirit, I say have your way. Do what only you can do. Anoint the people's ears to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church. And Father, in everything that shall be accomplished, and everything that shall be revealed, you be glorified. For it is in the name of the Lord Jesus that we do praise you and give you glory. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We have been on a theme for 2018 entitled The Anointing Makes the Difference. The Anointing Makes the Difference. And I'm calling this lesson Awaken to the Covenant of Love. Awaken to the Covenant of Love. Throughout the year, each month, we're going to give a one-part teaching that unfolds a revelation on what the anointing does. But I thought at the first of the year, it would be very important to be able to speak on this wise because we know that the anointing makes the difference. But I want to make certain that we appreciate it and connect it to the love of God. And so hopefully by the grace of God and by the anointing that is on his word, I will be able to articulate to you today a systematic approach to knowing how you have been anointed, but what awoke you was the covenant of love. So let's begin. Let's begin with expounding on the anointing, the anointing, and then we'll translate it and flow into the love of God. One of the things that we said about in the message of extremes which was our closing message of 2017, was that we must have three resolves, and that is to align ourselves to the word through reality, to ascribe to the reality of righteousness, and to advance in from redemptive reflection to reality. That means that we got to take what we know and do it. We have to take what we know and do it. We expounded from Matthew 4, 4, man not living by bread alone. Hebrews chapter 5, by the time we ought to be teachers, we need someone to teach the very elementary oracles of God because we are not skillful in righteousness. And we talked about 2 Timothy chapter 4, where we have to make proof of our ministry. We also talked about how Ephesians 2 says that we are sinners saved 
by grace. And that Second Corinthians 5.17 said that we are made new in Christ Jesus. And Romans 5.17 says that we have been made to reign in life through Christ by his righteousness. And then we said in Romans chapter 12 that we must conform, no longer conform to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, which let us know this. And the revelations that came out of it was that the advancements that we seek in life will come as a result of prioritizing God. It will come as a result of the of recognizing that the adversary the devil goes to and fro, seeking whom he may devour, which demands that we be vigilant and we be sober. And then we say that the availability to serve this present age must become our new ambition. And the awakening of faith in this generation will be in the acknowledging of the Lordship of Christ in our private homes and our private lives so that the anointing will make the difference. And that's where we left off. Now, how does this anointing make the difference? The anointing makes the difference once we comprehend the anointing. Let's comprehend the anointing. The anointing is the conference of the reality of the blessing through Christ Jesus. It is the conference of the reality of the blessing in Christ Jesus. Throughout the Old Testament and the New, the scripture has declared what the anointing is. In Psalms 92, verse 10, it says, that you, But my horn shall exalt thee like an unicorn, and I shall, and I shall be anointed with fresh oil. This is a psalm of David. Because we know it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and sing praises unto his name. To show forth, now listen to this, verse 2. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. See, God, for the Lord has made me glad through thy work. Verse 4. And I will triumph in the works of his hands. Because the Lord is great as his words, and thy thoughts are very deep. So, so we understand we are anointed for a reality called the blessing that is released to us through Christ. Luke 4 says it quite clearly. In verse 8, Jesus said, "18, sorry. That the Spirit of the Lord is upon him, because he hath anointed him to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent him to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and receive sight to the blind, to set at liberty to them that are bruised. Now listen to this. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The anointing is the conference of the reality of the blessing. First John chapter 5, verse 2. We're going through the word today. And, in, and in, I love these scriptures because they really set it home 
what we should be doing. It says, by this we know that we love God, that we love, or actually, let's let's go back to verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him, that begotteth the love, him also is begotten of him, or born of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. But whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. He that overcometh the world, but he that believeth in the that Jesus, the Son of God. And in Psalms 45, you know, I'm, I'm establishing a case so that way when we translate this to the awakening of the covenant of love, you'll, you'll be able to take full appreciation for it. Hallelujah. Time is flying. Psalms 45. I call this my turning Bible. I go old school with these, but I love these notes. And I'm just proving this one point, that the anointing is the conference of the reality of the blessing on your life. 45 verse 7 says, Thou lovest righteousness, hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above Thy fellows Do you get what I'm saying Now listen I love to go back I love to go back to one and two When we read these songs Because they're powerful My heart is indicting a good matter I speak of things that I have made touching the king My tongue is the pen of a ready writer Thou art fairer Than than the children of men Here's the key Grace or the blessing Has been poured into thy lips. Therefore, God has blessed thee forever. Why? You are anointed. You are anointed. Then let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 1. Oh, I feel the anointing on this. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Second Corinthians chapter 1, and let's look at verses 21 and 22. Now he which establishes you you in Christ and hath anointed us is God. Verse 21, 2 says, And he hath sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. So I, I just wanted to confirm to you that, one, the anointing is the conference of the reality of the blessing in Christ. Someone say the anointing makes the difference. You say the anointing makes the difference. Number two, the anointing creates the release of the power of God to function in his nature and in his class by his spirit. All right, let's go to First John again. And let's go back to First John chapter 2. And I'm just spelling out these scriptures because when we get into the revelation, this is not the revelation. 
This is information. And I want you to understand that. First John chapter two. And and let's read verses twenty-four. It says, Let let that therefore well let's go back to Verse 20. Oh, Lord. Let's go back to verse 18. Little children, it is the last time, as I have heard, that the Antichrist shall come. And even now there are many Antichrists, whereby we know that in the, that this is in the last time. That they went out from us. But if they were not of us, but if they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have not doubt to have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not not all of us. But ye have a unction from the Holy One. That's the anointing. Excuse me. Unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. I have written this unto you because you ye know not the truth. But because ye know it, not because you know not the truth, but because ye know it, and no lie, and, and that no lie is the truth. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, or the anointed? He is the Antichrist, that denieth the Father and the Son. I want y'all to take that note, apostolics. Verse 22, whosoever denieth the Son the same have not the Father, but he that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Let that therefore abide in you which ye have heard from the beginning, that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, and you shall also continue in you. You shall also continue into the Son and in the Father. That's pretty clear. Let them therefore abide in you. Which ye have learned from the beginning. If you have learned it from the beginning, it shall remain in you, and you shall continue in the Son and the Father. And this is the promise that hath promised us, that he hath promised us, even what? Eternal life. Verse 26. These things I have written unto you concerning them that seduce you. But the anointing. I said, but the anointing which ye have received of him, abideth in you, that any man should teach you, but as the same anointing that teacheth all things, that is the truth, and that is no lie, even as he hath taught you, shall abide in you. Glory to God. So that lets us know that we have an anointing, oh, bless his name, that is released upon us to function in his nature and in his class by his spirit. Now, when it reflects us on his nature, we got to know his, his, his makeup. The Father and the Son by the Holy Spirit. And that revelation connects us to his nature. Psalms 23, oh, praise the Lord. And you know, if I had strength in my voice, I would preach it harder. Oh, bless his name. I'm going to preach till I drop off. 
Psalms 23. And you know, every once in a while, we got to, we got to spell this out because I want you to have an appreciation for what the anointing is doing in your life. You are anointed, but you need to know why you are anointed. You are anointed to experience the reality of the blessing through the Lord Jesus. And you are anointed because God has, God has what he has created and confirmed his, his nature and his, his class by his spirit on your life. You have an anointing. And until you comprehend that, it will not make a difference. But let me tell you something. The anointing will make the difference. You've read Psalms 23. I'm sure you have. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He making me what? Lie down in green pasture. He leads me besides what? The still store waters. He restores my what? Soul. He leads me in the path of what? Righteousness for his what? His reputation, his namesake, his nature. Now it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art what? He's with me. Oh, bless his name. Thy rod and staff comfort me. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He anoints my head with oil. Oh, no, 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 my cup runneth on. Oh, surely. Goodness and mercy what shall, shall follow me, what, all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the what? The house of the Lord and forever. Now, listen, I become a habitation of God through the Spirit. I said I become a habitation of God through the Spirit because of the anointing that resides on the inside of me. The process of his lordship anoints us. To make the difference Oh I get excited I get excited I'm trying to calm down Let's go to John chapter 7 John chapter 7 Glory to his name See I want you to understand I don't know what you've been taught in your church But until you come into the reality Of the finished work Of the Lord Jesus And what he accomplished at Calvary Your life won't make a difference But when, the, when you come in, into a comprehension of the anointing, the anointing, oh, yes, the anointing will make the, the difference. Psalms chapter 7, I mean, uh, John chapter 7. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Now, it says, he that believeth on me, oh, glory to God. Let's go, let's go back to 37. In the last days, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said it out of his belly, oh, glory to God, shall flow rivers of water. But he spake of the spirit which they believed on in him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not given because Jesus was not glorified. Now, why do I give you that? Because the origin of the anointing was capsulized in Jesus. But when Jesus was glorified, that anointing, hallelujah, was released on you. Oh, bless his name. I feel my kudos. I feel my kudos. I feel my kudos. I feel my kudos. Pray for me, Selene. I feel my kudos. Hallelujah. Now, in Isaiah, oh, bless his name. See, I just want you to know who you are. 
and what you have so you can know what you can do. The problem is you don't know who you are. You've been taught that you were just a sinner that was saved by grace. But what you didn't know was that grace translated you out of darkness into his marvelous light, gave you his very nature. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. If, if you believe on me, see, Jesus, look, he looked at Mary. When Mary was conceiving Jesus and went before Elizabeth, oh, God, I got to calm down because I'm preaching and I'm supposed to be teaching. Whoo! But when he, was, when he was with Mary, when Mary and Elizabeth got together and John leaped in a womb, glory to God, because the Christ child was being born. Huh? Oh, bless his name. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. The anointed confirmed in 145 of chapter Luke. That because she believed the things that she believed, because she received what was in them, which was Christ, the promised child to set the world free, the things that she believed would come to pass in her life. Why? Because the anointing was set to create a reality of blessing for her, and the anointing was released by God's power so she can function in the nature of God and in the class of God by the Spirit of God. She was conceived by the Holy Ghost. And let me tell you, when you get born again, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that conceived Mary to birth the Lord Jesus comes into your life, and he translates your life into the very likeness of God so that you can achieve the things of God, so that you experience the works of God. And all of this is done because God loves you. Because God loves you. Oh, God, help me today. Help me today. Isaiah for, um, confirms this in chapter 61. <clears throat> Bless his name. <laughs> oh, glory to God. Now, see, the reason why I get excited because I know where I'm going. You don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just giving you, I'm giving you over 10 scriptures just to confirm who you are. But it's something bigger than you. Oh, bless his name. But it's, it's the origin of the prophecy that was declared in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus is actually declaring the prophecy. And it says the same thing, that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's what anointed me. Now, you only have something to say because you're anointed. It is the anointing that makes the difference. It is the anointing that enables you to, to do the things that God will want you to do. And the only thing that you could apply that you can proclaim under the anointing is what is acceptable unto the Lord. That's why he said, listen, at the end of the day, I'm preaching, I'm proclaiming the year that is acceptable unto the Lord. What you going to do about this year? The anointing, it makes the difference. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the third thing I want you to understand is that the, uh, the anointing is confirmed as an act of covenant. It's confirmed as an act of covenant, confirming God's approval to function on his behalf. Oh, bless his name. And I got to stop here. Now, woo! Luke chapter 8, uh, Leviticus rather, chapter 8, verses 30 through 36, gives you that the anointing was conferred upon the priesthood so they could serve God acceptably. Acceptably offering sacrifices for the sins of the people, and as a result, God's presence will remain perpetual over their lives. 
Then in Matthew chapter 26, we see that Jesus was anointed, and that anointing was confirmed. In in, in 1 Chronicles chapter 11, we see that David was anointed. In Exodus chapter 28, we see that the children of Israel were anointed. And in James chapter 5, the elders were anointed, so that way they could pray for the sick. Anytime God has a promise over the people, he confirms it by his anointing. He will never, I said he will never anoint anyone that he is not in covenant with. Glory to God. And so Matthew chapter 26, verse 28, and Hebrews chapter 6, and Psalms 105, verse 8, Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34, and Psalms 89, verse 34 concludes that my covenant will I not break, nor alter the things which I say. In other words, it gives you the origin of the covenant, and it is the covenant of God. It'll go to $40, I think. Praise God. That was good. 